Many of us have either chronic pain, chronic illness, emotional baggage, heartbreak, or repeated frustration that feels like we are sometimes walking with heavy chains dragging behind our feet and keeping us from fully living life. That heaviness and emotional burden from chronic struggle can seep into every other aspect of our life to limit our joy, limit our fulfillment, and of course, limit our leadership. Because if you think about what it means to be a great leader, you have to be others-focused. But if you constantly have this pain that is drawing your attention away from others and towards yourself, towards what it is that you're struggling through, then all of that energy and all of that incredible potential that you really want to be putting into the people around you just goes towards something that you might not ever be able to change. So today we dive into controlling what you can control when chronic pain seems to take over keeping in perspective what we can't control, and then how walking through long, drawn-out seasons of draining difficulty might just be the best thing that ever happened for your leadership. Welcome to today's episode of the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast, where we offer bite-sized lessons and steps that you can implement as a part of your journey towards becoming the very best that you can be. This is your podcast host, Brigitte Bornstein, and just so you know, for planning purposes, we release a new episode the first and third Tuesday of every month with some amazing guests. Thank you so much for joining me for today's discussion. I hope you'll return my handshake to you. You can do that through becoming a part of this community on Instagram, my website, bestyoucanbe.com, or by subscribing and leaving helpful comments. Hey, you guys. So today's episode is definitely one that I'm going to be talking about mostly from personal experience. For a lot of these episode topics, I usually pull from and cite to people who are experts in their fields that happen to be a subgroup or an area related to leadership. But for today, you're really just mostly getting me. And so I'm actually going to begin this episode with a story. But first, I want to remind you of something super important, whether you are currently experiencing chronic pain or not. Chronic pain, chronic illness, lingering heartbreak and loss, emotional and mental pain, these things are very common. So either you are experiencing a long season of one or more of the above, or you know someone close to you who's walking through a long and trying season of something painful. So this affects you regardless. And leading through pain applies to you whether you're affected by it or have the opportunity to affect someone else and maybe lead them in a way that lifts some of the burden of their difficulty off of their shoulders. Also, I think it's really important to note here that there are varying degrees of suffering, right? I think it's just apples and oranges. There is absolutely no use in comparing, you know, well, she's got it way worse than so-and-so or something like that, unless it's in the form of trying to get a more grateful perspective. Generally, I err on the side of pain is just relative to individual experiencing and let's just call it a day there. So, story time. When I was in middle school, I, oh my gosh, I was so skinny. I was crazy athletic and active and I ate what felt like a million calories a day. And of course it didn't go anywhere. And I played soccer. I was exceptionally bad at it. And I also ran track, which I was good at. And the more I ran, I had this terrible case of what pretty much everybody I know has felt at some point or another, shin splints. 
right? It's like the inside of your shins just really, really hurting and having this stabbing pain a lot when you run. So I did what everybody does to make that go away. I rested, I iced, I stretched, I rested, iced, stretched some more, and they just did not go away. Anytime I would try and get back into activity, it would just hurt so badly. And so I don't feel the need to go into a boring detail of what the years following looked like, but suffice it to say, my mom drove me to so many doctor's appointments. We got, oh my gosh, we got MRIs, x-rays, spent time in a boot, spent time with crutches, this, that. And then finally, we found someone who said, oh, this is what you have. And that was when I was a senior in high school. And so in March of my senior year of high school, I had surgery on both my lower legs for something called compartment syndrome, chronic exertional compartment syndrome. And the chronic pain before and after the surgery honestly sucked up what felt like all of my attention 24-7. So there is so much about those years in high school that I literally don't remember because all I remember thinking about was this constant throbbing pain from this syndrome. And I very frequently have thoughts where I wish I could just go back in time and tell myself to stop trying to fight so hard through the pain. I mean, there were days when I know I didn't smile at somebody who really needed to be smiled at. You know, I, I didn't I didn't do the things that I could have done to brighten up someone else's day because I was just so focused on me, my pain, my negativity. How can I solve this problem? How can I make this pain go away? That's all I thought about. Um, but eventually I recovered from the surgery relatively quickly actually compared to other patients. It was really hard. Um, and then I had that, that summer and then that following fall, I went to college where we also did a lot of running and slowly, but surely, uh, a lot of my symptoms came back. A lot of the same symptoms that I had prior to the surgery returned. And with the continued symptoms came continued pain and with continued pain came a lot of fatigue And it was almost every single day of four years of college where these symptoms would keep me from being able to focus on what I wanted to. It drained the energy almost entirely out of me and I didn't focus on developing friendships as much as I wanted to. I couldn't have the same carefree, approachable, amiable personality that I really wanted to have for the people around me. And now... Almost two years after graduating college, just about a decade since the pain and discomfort really became daily, I'm just starting to pull out of recovery from a second surgery, same surgery, same thing, but there's a huge difference between first surgery and second surgery, and it's that I have learned a lot, and that's some of what I want to share with you all today. So as I'm sharing what I've learned, I'd like for you to ask yourself questions as they relate to the drawn-out challenge that you might find yourself in right now, or as they relate to the chronic pain or, or the emotional heaviness that you're feeling. Whatever it is, apply this to you. So now we're going to dive into controlling what you can control when chronic pain seems to be taking over, keeping in perspective what you can't control, And then how walking through these long, drawn-out seasons of draining difficulty might really just be the best thing that ever happened to your leadership. So hang with me for that. But first, what can you control? When pain seems to nag at you so often that you almost become numb to it. When chronic emotional burdens are so heavy that they make you tired every single day. When you have an illness that doctors don't have a clear-cut answer for 
What in all of that craziness and uncertainty can you actually control? First, you can control the basics, right? Like what about your sleep? How are you protecting and prioritizing your sleep? How are you being disciplined to get to bed at a reasonable hour so that you can be giving your body that simple but often overlooked necessity for any type of healing? What about nutrition? This has been a huge one for me. When I was in high school learning how to juggle all of that leg pain getting in the way, I actually began to experiment with nutrition and I think I was maybe a junior or a senior when I actually cut out dairy and gluten completely to see if it would make me feel better. You know, did it did it cure my legs? No, it didn't. Um, but it gave me, and, and this is just me personally, it gave me a lot more energy and I really enjoyed how I felt without those things. So even just a way to get yourself some more energy and to make the rest of you feel better from the types of foods you're eating, I think can make such a big impact. Take a lot of the nutrition tips that Dr. Cook said in episode 17 to heart because she has a ton of credibility and she really knows what she's talking about. I would not have brought her onto the podcast if I didn't think so wholeheartedly. So we've got sleep, we've got nutrition, we've got just these itty bitty things that can mitigate your symptoms, you know, that you might be able to find out as you go along this this journey. Um, you know, alcohol, that's another one. We've We've got a pretty wide age range on this podcast, but this is an important one. Um, Alcohol is very dehydrating and it decreases the quality of your sleep. So for a physical chronic pain, it's very rarely worth it for me. De-stressing. What does that need to look like for you? Right? What can you control in your stress levels to help mitigate the symptoms that you're experiencing? If you're, if you're frequently experiencing pain or, again, emotional burdens, it's like your brain is working overtime to pay attention to where you're needed in a given day, but also to pay attention to that pain, the feelings of sadness, anger, bitterness that can often be coupled with that. So in order to remind our bodies hey, it's, it's okay, we can, we can relax, we're going to make it through this, right? Um, you have to give it reminders every once in a while by reading a book distraction-free for 20 minutes, going for a walk without your phone for some peace and quiet, taking a salt bath to restore some magnesium, whatever it is that works for you. Something else critical that you can control is what you're learning. So if you, this is just an example, but if you're struggling feeling lonely, read the book Uninvited by Lisa Turkhurst, and that will fill your brain with skills to combat what you're going through, and it'll give you a voice of reason to read that has been in your shoes, so to speak. Um, and that, that really goes a long way. Something else that you can control that is a total game changer is an attitude of gratitude. It's amazing. It makes such a big impact, but it's somehow really hard to have an attitude of gratitude. Um, So really focusing on intentionally trying to be thankful because misery loves company, but not just any company. Misery loves miserable company, right? Misery loves miserable company. So if we're just going to take a few steps down that, oh, my knee really hurts. I can barely concentrate on my work then the next step is going to be towards more negativity, not towards more positivity. And then before you know it, you're kind of down this comparison trap. Oh, well, 
how come her knee doesn't have any problems? It's probably so much easier for her to stay in shape with how much running she can do. And it's probably so easier for her to, for her to focus in class and, and be a size two. And then you just keep going and going. And the moral of the story is that absolutely nothing good comes from not being grateful. Nothing good comes from not being grateful. And I believe that has a direct impact on the difficulty that you're walking through and on your ability to lead others while you're walking through it. Um, if having an attitude of gratitude is really, truly challenging for you, then then what can you do to place yourself in the right situation, right? Like what what organization can you volunteer with? Maybe that will open your eyes to some people who are less fortunate than you in different areas and then maybe you'll be able to see the positive of the awful situation that you're in. Or what story can you read? You know, something about someone going through a crisis. Maybe it's a story of an orphan or a wartime crisis. I know this sounds probably ridiculous and, and really sad, but it's actually really enlightening and, and it can shift your perspective in an instant. I would also have you ask yourself what people you're surrounded by, right? If they're super negative, never thankful, then it's going to be that much harder for you to try and blaze this trail for yourself. So... There's actually a surprisingly large amount of things that you can control and things that you can protect and take care of and prioritize to mitigate some of the symptoms, perhaps, or at least mitigate things that could contribute to making everything worse, like stress, like fatigue. Um, Those are things that you can control. But what about the things you can't control? The only thing I'll speak into is, you know, for chronic pain, you've got to keep it in perspective. And trust me, this is this is something that has been a continual challenge and struggle for me to do. It's really not particularly easy. Um, it's also kind of hard for me to explain this in a non-faith-based perspective because that is... That's the perspective that I bring to it, but I will try to do both angles. So first I'll do keeping it in perspective with a faith and then keeping it in perspective without. So with faith, from a faith-based perspective, I approach chronic pain, loss, regret, shortcoming, frustration with simply God is in control and I'm not. He has a plan for me. His plan for me is to prosper and to flourish. And if I just hang in there long enough, more often than not, I end up seeing in hindsight, oh, you know, that's why I went through that. And this is actually a great point for why journaling can be so beneficial. Because if you journal about what you're going through right now, where you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, then in a few weeks, maybe months, maybe even years, You'll be able to look back on that and you can circle in your journal the things you were struggling with and say, oh my gosh, wow, like God answered that prayer. Here's that issue that I was so frustrated about at the time that I couldn't even see the light at the end of the tunnel, but now I can. Now I understand why I went through that. I've done that exercise before. It is extremely gratifying. Um, But then from a non-faith-based perspective, just look at the positives, You don't have to read in the Bible where it promises that hardship produces endurance to know that that's true, right? We got that advice in an earlier episode with Shannon Huffman Polson. She's the the previous Apache attack helicopter pilot and now expert on all things related to developing grit. And she basically said, if you want to get better at doing hard things, do hard things. Or if you want to do hard things and be able to do them, do hard things. It's really that simple. And so it's just very affirming of this idea that whatever you're going through, hardship produces endurance. 
And I would also just have you ask yourself, what is ultimately going to serve your leadership and the impact that you get to have on others? Is it a greater service to other people around you if you live a pain-free, injury-free life, free of emotional burdens and losses, or if you have a character that can step up to inspire and lead? I think most of us in our right frame of mind would agree that the latter is much more important, that it's more important for us to have a good character, to have the ability to step up and lead other people and inspire and encourage them than it is for us to have a life that is devoid, impossibly, of course, of pain and loss and chronic struggle, right? But lastly, how does all of this negativity in our lives turn into perhaps the very best thing for your leadership? What if what you're going through right now is increasing your threshold to actually have to go through something harder later on in life? You're probably thinking, you know, to yourself, you're thinking of what you're going through right now and you're like, oh my gosh, I cannot do something harder than this. But you can, right? Because what you're going through right now could be preparing you for that. What if what you're going through right now is increasing your capacity to handle more down the road with ease compared to what you're handling right now? Maybe this is teaching you the importance of creating and valuing a true support system of maybe just, you know, one, two, three trusted individuals or professionals that are truly capable of walking you through this difficult season and giving you good advice. And maybe through learning what you personally need to have going through your chronic pain right now, you are learning what you'll be able to give others in order to provide the support that they need down the road when they experience something similar to you. You're gaining invaluable insight into the difficulties experienced by people who might really look up to you and how you can best serve them because you understand more than the average person might understand about their chronic pain. You're gaining invaluable insight into the difficulties experienced by people who might really look up to you right now and you're learning how you can best serve them because you understand more than the average person might understand about their chronic pain. And lastly, you also have the opportunity to specifically fight against self-absorption and self-pity and develop a more refined character. I know that sounds so weird, um, but it's way too easy. I'm speaking from experience. It's way too easy to feel pain and immediately feel sorry for yourself. And then you start asking all of these questions like, why me? Why me? Why this? Why that? But because of the pain that you're going through, you have the opportunity to specifically fight against that, to specifically fight against that self-absorption and self-pity and develop this habitual way of looking at things that is going to better serve the people around you and better serve your ability to lead them. I've fallen into that trap way too many times and I really want to encourage you not to. I promise that your chronic pain and difficulty is only made worse by dwelling on it in a sorrowful way. Yes, of course, spending time to solve the problem and go see more doctors is is great, you know, and reach out for help when you need it, but Save your energy to pour it into the things that you can control and to have a good perspective on the things that you can't. Save your time to go towards allowing this season of your life to grow you and stretch you into a better person with stronger character. And of course, 
repurpose your pain into a newfound and unique to you leadership skill to bless and serve other people who need the understanding and empathy that you can give them. Before I give a quick recap, I want to just take a moment and ask that if you haven't yet reviewed the podcast with five stars and commented something that you've learned or appreciated, please consider doing so. And if you have already, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It really means the world to me and it helps us grow our reach to helping be a voice of encouragement to our young women desiring to be leaders. Many of us have either chronic pain, chronic illness, emotional baggage, heartbreak, or repeated frustration that feels like we are sometimes walking with heavy chains dragging behind our feet and keeping us from fully living life. That heaviness and emotional burden from chronic struggle can seep into every aspect of our life to limit our joy, fulfillment, and of course, limit our leadership. But if you think about what it means to be a great leader, you have to be others-focused. And if you constantly have this pain that is drawing your attention away from others and towards yourself, towards what it is that you're struggling through, then all of that energy that you really want to be putting into the people around you just goes towards something you might never be able to change. We talked about what we can control, a lot of things actually, from our sleep, our nutrition, what we're listening to and learning, gratitude, how we are de-stressing from the drain of chronic pain or chronic issues. We talked about what we can't control, which is most of it, and how bringing a perspective of long-term growth is really key. We know that hardship produces endurance. We know that difficulties make us better. And lastly, this drawn-out season of difficulty might be the best thing that's ever happened for your leadership if you choose to look at it that way. What if what you're going through right now is increasing your capacity to handle more down the road with ease compared to now? What if what you're struggling with right now is so that you can help someone struggling with something similar in a few years? Focus on this and don't focus on the negativity or the self-pity, even though that can be so hard not to do. Save your energy to pour it into things that you can control and to have a good perspective on the things that you can't. Save your time to go towards allowing this season of your life to grow you and stretch you into a better person with stronger character. And of course, repurpose your pain in a newfound and unique to you leadership skill to bless and serve other people who need the understanding and empathy that you can give to them. And that's it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for committing to your leadership because our world definitely needs it. Thanks so much for joining me on the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast. If you are as excited as I am about diving into our potential and stepping into the very best versions of ourselves, then follow me on Instagram at bestyoucanbe and don't be afraid to send me a message. You can also visit bestyoucanbe.com and fill out a contact me form. I can't wait to meet you. In this episode, I've stuck my hand out to introduce myself to you, but go ahead and do the same for me. Tell me who you are, what your story is, and what you would like to see most in lessons to apply to your leadership experiences. Until next episode, keep going, keep growing, and keep becoming the best you can be.